1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Here is a series of big questions that I know at some point in everyone's life you have uh, no doubt asked yourself. How do you know whether or not you have found the right one for you? How do you know it is the right time for you guys to actually get married? These are two very, very big questions because as they say, Who you end up marrying is the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life, right? Because who you end up spending the rest of your life with, they can either make or break you. What should we be doing as couples, or if you are a couple, what should you be doing to make sure that your marriage does in fact start out well? Now, I'm not married yet, but my guests are today and they are actually younger than me believe it or not but they have been able to build a marriage that i think in my in my eyes is rather inspiring and something that i hope to one day attain to actually building for myself their names are Nick and Chelsea Hurst and they are really really popular Online, especially in the YouTube and Instagram space. Uh, Many of you may know who Chelsea Hurst is uh, from her her quite popular YouTube videos. And, And Nick, her husband, has been in many, many of the videos as well. But they have got a brand new book out called Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know if You've Found the One. The questions that I posed to you earlier among many that Nick and Chelsea Hurst have received since nearly 2.4 million people followed their love story, engagement and marriage on their YouTube channel. Now they're ready to dive deeper into the guidance they received, the lessons they learned and the questions they asked themselves and others as they navigated the biggest decision of their lives And, and doing it while you're young as well is no easy feat Let's just say that, Uh, and I am always, always amazed at people that are younger than me that end up getting married and staying married because, you know, it's not, as what I've heard, can be easy or it can be very, very difficult. It depends on how you navigate situations and uh, hard discussions, right? (laughs) Um, But anyway, I hope that this conversation brings to light a number of questions that you may have as as well as the answers to those questions. I know I asked Nick and Chelsea quite a few difficult questions during this conversation and they did their very, very best to actually answer it for you guys. So... If you do get something from it, please share it around to your friends and family. Don't forget that you can get a copy of their book wherever books are sold. A link for that will be in the show notes below. It's called Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know If You Have Found The One by Nick and Chelsea Hurst. Also, as I said last week with my conversation with Dr. Tim Spector, I announced that I partnered up with Slouch Potato. Their new line of, of clothing will be Released in February, but you can also be the first ones to be notified about that if you go to the Slash Potato website and sign up to their newsletter. Also, when their merch does come out, I've been able to secure a 10% off discount for you all. All you need to do is use the code STORYBOX, that is STORYBOX at checkout for 10% off, which is an amazing deal if you ask me. Their clothes are quality. I wear them all the time. Uh, They're designed to be pajamas, but you can literally wear them anywhere you want. They are comfortable, and no one can really tell the difference whether they're pajamas or not, which I absolutely love. And I'm sure that you guys will. I will only now wear things that are comfortable and quality. And these guys have done a brilliant job at that. So thank you to Joel and Zach for creating Slouch Potato. You guys are awesome. And so if you guys want to get uh, some of those clothes yourself, go to slouchpotato.com and you can use a discount code, storybox at checkout. All right, my friends. You know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into the story box as we listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the stories of none other than Nick and Chelsea Hurst. Man,
3: I'm excited yes, to so, be here.
0: So pumped. It's so funny. Anytime we talk to somebody from Australia, it's like we're living in two separate worlds in a way because. Your season is flopped from us. Your time zone is flopped from us, you know, and your weather is completely different. Yeah, he's
3: in a t-shirt. I'm over here in a sweater just about the <laughs> breeze to death sitting in my house, the heater's on. And this guy's like, yeah, it's overcast, but it's still hot.
2: I'm just like, man, I would kill for that right now. <laughs> Honestly, guys, I'm normally in a singlet or no shirt at all. So I, I guess I had to wow. be appropriate for this kind of uh, interview. Didn't <laughs> didn't want to burn your probably eyes like that. Yeah, a that's probably appropriate. But uh, yeah, I think for Australians, we kind of want to be like Americans most of the time. Yet for our seasons, it doesn't end up being the case. Unfortunately, I've never had a well, winter Christmas. It's always been scorching hot. Uh yeah so <laughs> I'm kind of envious wow. of you guys in a in a little way but in saying all that I I guess I love the camaraderie that Americans and Australians share and the mm-hmm. the the fun that we also have at the same time
1: right
0: Yeah same we uh we have a a friend of ours that lives where you live, probably not too far from you. And uh, he helps us edit our our videos and some podcasts and stuff. And every time I talk to him, I'm like, I just want to listen to you talk for like a few hours because, I mean, this is probably why we could probably be on this podcast for a really long time, just going back and forth because it's really just so fun to
3: yeah. uh, talk to So I, I'm actually from Florida. And, you know, maybe we'll get into this in the podcast, but I'm from Florida and Chelsea is from the Midwest. And so... Those are two very different accents uh versus where we currently live because mm-hmm. where we live right now, people sound like this. Yep. And when we moved here, it was kind of hard to understand what they were saying because they were all talking like this. And so when I, whenever we get on this here podcast and listen to you, it's really refreshing because <laughs> you sound so eloquent and
2: Good educated. Caroline. And yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, i I mean, I love people who sound like this, but I'm I'm grateful to be on this your podcast, and you don't sound like this.
2: So. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much. You kind of sound like Have you guys seen uh, that that movie with Andrew Garfield and uh, what's the? It's the War movie. I'm I'm blanking on the name. Uh, oh,
3: um, from from a long time ago, like decades ago, right?
2: Not too long ago, but um. Far out It's escaping me Anyway he's got that Similar accent That you were just doing So Oh
3: man I wish I knew What movie Ridge
2: There we go Hacksaw Ridge
3: Oh no that's not long ago at all No it's not That's probably like five years
2: That's probably five years
0: ago Hitting a a passion (laughs) Button of Nick's Because he loves Talking about war movies And anything war
2: related Yes there we go I struck a nerve Good (laughs) We could go on A completely different tangent Oh yeah And talk about history War movies You name it because I'm a history nerd myself, but we won't do that. We'll do that another time. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it to your.
3: We'll leave it to your audience to cast a vote if uh, if Jay Phantom and Nick should do a World War II history podcast.
2: We should start our own, man. We should do that. We the Australian should. Australian and the American doing yes. doing a history podcast. That would Allied be forces one, all
3: over again. Come on.
2: Oh, right, there we go. The we, we sparked a, a great idea just right now. There we go. the story box (laughs) come on people but i did want to ask you guys so you mentioned a moment ago nick that you're from florida and chelsea you're from the the midwest i believe so Mm -hmm. those are not close together at all so how in the world did you guys end up meeting
0: yeah this is one of our favorite stories to tell because we like to say it was really only God that could bring us together because we come from very different places. But I was born and raised in a small town in Illinois. So right in the middle of the US. And then Nick was born and raised in like a small town in North Central Florida. And so we both come from small towns, but I think we both agree that every single person we looked around at in our small town, we just could not see ourselves with. And so I was... Very into like Twitter at the time several years ago. How many years ago is that now? Twenty sixteen. So, what? How many years is that? That
3: 16? would be seven. This year would make it seven. Huh. I think it's eight years.
0: Are we are we mathing right? Sixteen. Anyway,
2: sixteen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, seven. Yeah, seven. Eight years. Seven.
0: I, I found him on Twitter and liked a bunch of his tweets and and just really could tell that he was real and genuine. And honestly, you know, I was attracted to him as well. And a few days later, he d- DM me and said, I love your channel. Keep doing it for Jesus. And I was just grateful that he finally got the hint and he messaged me. <laughs> and uh, eventually <laughs> we kind of like just started uh, FaceTiming and talking and I had just gotten out of a relationship and was healing from that. So I let him know from the start, like, Hey, I'm not looking to date you, but <laughs> You know, I think we could definitely get to know each other.
3: That makes sense. You got the hint and finally messaged me, but I let him know on the front. I didn't want to date. Straight Probably. up, right? <laughs> some, some don't add up here.
0: Women. Anyway. Um. So we met in person in Georgia, of all places. So closer to Florida than Illinois.
3: Or as the natives say,
1: Georgia. 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 So
0: there was a, a fun a, event called passion conference for young adults and uh we met there and i guess we'll get straight to the the point where we just knew that we yeah. would be married Tell them. um we were both worshiping and just really you know enjoying our, our time with with god there and right when a certain song like played i just remember the lord telling me you're standing next to your future husband. And immediately I was just like shook. I was like, what? Like, is that my own head? Why, why, why would he just, why would God tell me something like that? Like in the middle of when I'm thinking about something totally different, just thinking about him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I sat down and I was crying and I was just like kind of overwhelmed because like, how do you take something like that? You know, like, what do you do with that? And then Nick looked over at me and he had heard the exact same thing um, Mm -hmm. from God to where at that same moment, we both had confirmation that it wasn't some weird relationship where I'm like telling him, Hey, I'm going to marry you. It's like, we both knew from that, from that moment. And so it's like one of the coolest stories you get to tell people that like the very start of our relationship was really solidified from the beginning. And it really helped us through our like, dating journey and engagement to just kind of have like that promise over even times when it got tough during long distance, cause we did long distance for a period of time. And, uh, yeah, that's like how we met and how we really started, you know, dating and it, it's a really fun story to tell. Yeah. So thanks for letting me share. Yeah, it was
3: a really special time in, um, in our life and then our journey. And I think early on, we just really discovered how kind the Lord was, um. yeah, and how intentional he is and how he wants to speak to all of us directly in, in different ways that we can hear him and understand him. And um, yeah, it was just a really, really cool, cool time.
2: I personally love hearing how couples meet. It's one of my all-time favorite stories to actually listen to and absorb. And cool. I wanted to create like a little bit of a timeline for people. So how long was it? So you guys meet, you start mm-hmm. FaceTiming, um, and then you end up at Passion Conference. How long was that sort of timeline before you you go from FaceTiming to meeting up in person in, in Georgia? How long did that transpire?
3: You nailed it. Yeah. So uh, November the 6th, 24th.
2: <laughs> oh dear Nick you're gonna get it later
3: on trust me darn it 48 hours <laughs> get,
2: get <this. laughs> uh,
3: every time November 4th 2016 to January 1st so just under two
2: months two yeah. months and then within that two month period so you get to the Passion Conference mm-hmm. and then you both hear the voice of God say "You're you're standing next to the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life so two mm-hmm. months. Yep. So in other words, <laughs> for people that are wondering, like, how in the world do you know? Like, is there meant to be a certain time limit or because I've heard stories of people that they, they knew straight away. I've heard stories of like they knew a, a weekend, two months in, whatever it is. Like, is there a specific timeline that people can go off, you reckon?
3: No. I don't personally, I don't think so. Um, Chelsea may have a different answer. I'll just say, no, I don't think so. Cause I've heard all those same stories too. I've got friends, um, who I know in my family, as a matter of fact, who dated for eight days and (laughs) then bought a ring, no joke, bought a ring, uh, asked her to marry him. And then, um, to this day they've been married, um, 44 years. So you just, dude, you just like, you never know. And then there's some stories where people date for six years and then they get married and they're divorced within six months. I mean, so as far as like, is there a, is there a definitive like time? I just, I don't think so. I think that all of us know at different moments. I think that we all have intuition. Um, I'll think that we have a conscience that's given to us by God to discern certain situations and people and relationships and things like that. And um, I think the more we lean into that, the better. What and do you so, like think? So, yeah, that was kind of the story for us.
0: Yeah, I think I would echo that, but also say that there are definitely helpful tools because our story is very unique in the sense that I know that not everybody from right. the very beginning is going to be like, yeah. oh my gosh, I know right away. Um, and so that's why we really wanted to create a resource where people could go through like 10 really big areas that you need to kind of talk through before you decide, you know, is this somebody that I could see myself marrying? And I think that's why uh, we wish we had something like that, because as much as we had that promise over a relationship that we would end up together, there were still so many things we needed to, to work out. Like how do we communicate together? We have different ways of like handling conflict. We have very different families that we come from. Um, Mm. And, and even like, finances and like what is the foundation of like what we build our life on I mean there's just so many questions that I think a lot of people have relationally that they're even afraid to ask the person that they care about and like are getting to know because they're like but what if you know they disagree with me or or what if they have um you know differing opinions on this and I would just dare to say like you know challenge them on those things and and like really try to get to know them during that process. That's what dating is all about. That's right. what engagement is is about. Is preparing yourself for like, when you do get into marriage, you don't want to like eventually find out that they've been hiding secrets from you and you've been mm-hmm. hiding secrets from, from them. I mean, you want to yeah. be able to have full transparency and honesty in a relationship and just trust. And so I think like there, there's definitely no timeline. There's just variations of, yeah. Like how people come to the understanding of, like there's that person I want to spend the rest of my life with, Um, but I just think God can do anything. I mean, He does radical things with with His people, and I've just heard so many different stories of people who thought they would never be married because they're in their late 30s and. And they meet that person and they're married after like two weeks. You know, it's just like, it's so interesting to me. And I love, I love hearing all the different stories.
3: Yeah. And I also just wanted to add this too, for anyone listening. Uh, Don't, don't think for a second, just because, you know, God gave us individual confirmation about our our relationship and future marriage, that it was just somehow a cakewalk for the next two and a half years. Because it was not. Everything that we wrote in that book, we struggled with and we had to work through. And the reason it's in that book is because we couldn't find it anywhere else that was in a format in a way that we could understand it and so really this whole book that we wrote is simply a collection of the um of the nuanced conversations of the topics that we wish that we had had more help with yeah. and we're really just trying to pass that along to you know those who are coming behind us as just a way of saying like hey this is all the really big stuff that we dealt with Um, and these are also really important conversations that you should lean into because if you can get these things right, or you can at least get on the same page and have some cohesion together, uh, with these things and man, that's going to set you up really well. Of course, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but this is going to set you up really well for a future, you know, next level relationship or marriage or whatever that might, um, be for you. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot in there that was really difficult for us. And, um, and we had to work through it just by sort of trial by fire. So
2: <laughs> you didn't find that like by going to any of your close friends or families that had healthy relationships, you didn't find any of their vi- advice would be useful in, in your current situation or your current challenges?
3: Some of the things that we uh, wrote in the book are direct... Um, really collections of information or advice that we were given. And what th- this is particular to me, I can't really speak for Chelsea here. But what I found is that I would survey several men, older men who were who had been married for many years that I trusted a lot. And I would find myself that like my unique situation didn't really fit in any one of those guys. Yeah. Sort of scenarios but the collective of all of their wisdom and all of their advice together, I sort of, sort of boiled it down and condensed it and said, okay, this is the common thread that's kind of weaving its way through all their advice and all of their successful relationships. And so while I can't really do a lot with the rest, because it's not relative to me, I can take this sliver of the the very common things that I'm hearing and that I'm seeing in their lives. And I can apply that to my own relationship and, um, as luck would have it. Crazy how this works. Uh, it worked and it was really helpful. And uh, and a lot of that stuff you'll find, um, especially in my chapters in, um, in the book.
0: Yeah. And I'll say we also received the opposite. There was some advice yeah. that we got oh, and yes. <laughs> just direction from people we really cared about that told us we were too young to get married, that... You know, we needed to have more figured out. We needed to go through four full years of college and find a stable job first and have all our ducks in a row. And if anything, I like went completely backwards <laughs> in a lot of those ways. Um, but I knew that God's timing was on it and that, we, you know, we had peace about it. And um, there were, you know, people that even challenged us online with our life being so public mm-hmm. of saying, I give this marriage one year, right. you know. And you good? Yeah, sorry. But I just, I think that if you just have clarity across the board and like even listen to people that you truly trust and honor, um, there were definitely people, I think even men that you love that like gave you advice that because we were long distance, we shouldn't have pursued it. Um, but our situation was unique. And if you, if you know that that is something that you are to pursue, even, the people that you care about the most and their greatest intentions of trying to give you the best advice that they know possible, like you know, without a shadow of a doubt that like that's not something that you should necessarily listen to, you know, kind of eat the meat, chew out or what is it? Eat
3: <laughs> the meat, spit the bones, <laughs> yeah. spit out the buds.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah. So we just like really took that advice, um, and so it was like a collection of of figuring out what's something that we shouldn't listen to and what is worth listening to and I think our marriage mentors really helped yeah. us a ton with yes. a lot of the like preparing ourselves for marriage mm-hmm. um yeah their advice was huge yep.
2: the the whole long distance relationship thing so I, I did that recently I, I recently oh, wow. went out of a long distance relationship now when I say long distance it's like Queensland and Sydney so it's about an hour uh, and 35-minute flight in about a 10-hour drive, with me driving, that is. Wow. Uh And so we found quite a few different challenges, and I'm sure going mm-hmm. from Florida to the Midwest would be a little bit of a different um, length in, in journey. But, yeah. yeah, with my my one, we faced certain, rela- certain challenges regarding communication, regarding... Um, trust, especially, like that's a huge one. Mm. How do you trust somebody when you're not really with them, so to speak, you're in a different state and other areas as well. How did you guys navigate the whole communication as well as trust, understanding that you aren't really together in the same state? And you it's like I gotta have that, I gotta have that um connection with the person mm. and having Connection on the phone is different to having connection in person. So how did you guys navigate that whole scenario? Kettle of fish, I should say.
3: I'm so sorry. I'm just getting over a cold. I
2: understand you, you, man. My my voice is dying too.
3: it's just like chess. (laughs) I apologize. Um,
2: I get it, man. Don't worry. I'm I'm still coughing too. So if I mute myself, then yeah. We understand. Yeah,
3: it's, each other. it's all good. It's um, a good question. Um, yeah, man, that's a really good question. I think for us, it was that the two sort of worked in the same, um, in the sense that we worked so hard on communication because we knew that that was so foundational that it inevitably led to trust in one another. And I think that. Also for us individually, we just had such a connection. I think that we had confirmation in a lot of ways from God that we just took it really serious and uh, we didn't take ourselves too seriously, but we took, I guess, this thing that God was trying to do really seriously and we didn't want to squander it or uh, miss whatever he was doing, miss whatever he had. And so... Yeah, our constant communication was really what led to trust. And then to add to that, we were traveling back and forth to see one another. I would say, yeah, about once a month. So not super often, but I think relatively often.
0: It it wasn't like
3: we were going extreme stretches of time without seeing one another. So I think that that helped a lot. But yeah, I think just the attitudes we carried into it the commitment that we both carried into it, the um, expectancy that we both carried into it. And of course there were those hard days yeah. in there. Uh, not every day is just gonna be like, yeah, this is awesome. I remember days where we were like, man, this sucks. you know. I
0: think what really carried us through too was I just remember watching a lot of long distance videos and advice because I just really needed it at the time. I just really wanted to feel understood and seen because I, I knew that there were some things that, I was wanting and needing that even Nick couldn't necessarily give me, um, or have an answer for, cause this was new to him too. And I, um, I just remember just feeling like, I wish I had somebody, you know, that had been in my same position, um, you know, and, and they had been successful in it and just like wanting to sit underneath them and ask a ton of questions. Uh, And to hear that there was like hope for our relationship Um, because, you know, you bring up trust and and it's it's hard for some people with even certain backgrounds where maybe they've had really terrible relationships in the past and, and guys have hurt them. And as a woman, like it's easy to bring those assumptions and project it on, you know. I guess in your situation, I'm just going to talk to you. Like, it's easy. Like I I could project it onto you. And like, that's just so unkind. And like, you, you know, you don't deserve that, but I think a lot of us just have unhealed um, like lies that we're believing because we're carrying them from like past relationships or past hurts. And I think looking back, I wish I would have known that um, I had such a tainted view of men and thinking that they were untrustworthy because even a few years into our marriage i i looked at nick and i i apologized to him i asked for his forgiveness cuz i was like i i'm sorry that i've been just assuming that you're out to hurt me you know when really you're you're not and i i just have these like thought patterns that have kind of um you know progressed from the fact that i carried a lie from my childhood and, um, so now that that is like healed and whole, and I can like, you know, look at Nick for who he is and allow that trust to be built. I mean, it, it's changed everything. So that's what I would challenge people, even when they're dating or, or single with is, is there maybe a lie that you're believing about the opposite sex and, and something that's hindering you, from you actually having a full committed relationship because you have like self-sabotaged yourself from like goodness and relationships in the past. Um, yeah, that was so huge for me. Those
3: assumptions.
0: Yeah. Assumptions. And, and then it helps you, especially in long distance to trust that whatever your partner is saying, Hey, you know, for the next four hours, I'm going to be doing this and I can't talk to you. Um, and to just be like, okay, yeah, like that's fine. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to assume and trust you with that rather than like, oh my gosh, he's probably doing this and half doing this and, you know, just allowing your mind to kind of spiral. So um, yeah, there's a lot there, but I think that's a great question.
2: There, there is a lot there. And I think you also touched on something that I did want to get into. I think it's like yeah. confirmation from God in particular, like for those mm-hmm. wondering, how do you actually know that it's confirmation from God and not your own intuition and your own feelings in that moment.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, that's excellent. I'll I'll happily speak to that. Uh, One of my mentors told me when I was really young and I just become a Christian, he told me uh, because I was asking something similar. I was like, man, I feel like God is telling me all this stuff, but I don't really know like, is this just my heart talking and is it my mind and is it something that just like I really want? And so I'm like cooking it up as like oh it's god who said it and so like that kind of gives me permission to pursue it uh so like can you help me with this and he just looked at me and he just said one of the things that i just thought was um at the at the time i just thought it, it like w- wasn't really that profound and i thought it wasn't like a really good answer to be honest with you <laughs> but the older i get and the longer i walk with god the more i'm like yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so anyway, all that work up and he build say? up to say this. He said, uh, what do we see all throughout scripture? What have we seen all throughout history that God speaks through what? People. God speaks through his people. And so if you've got people in your life who also know God, if you have people in your life who are friends with God, who are friends of God, that's what scripture would say, and they're looking at your life and they're saying, Like, Hey, that, that like makes a lot of sense or like I could see this about you or, and so, uh, you know, I was asking people even after the fact that even after the fact that Chelsea and I both had that like, whoa moment, like we really sense that like the Lord is saying something that he's really speaking. I remember going and asking people and I would say like, Hey, I really, I really felt like God told me this at passion. Chelsea feels the same way, so that's like one line of connection right there. But it's also, you know, there's probably listeners who are like, yeah, it's also called romance. And so we'll throw out that line. You know, we'll just throw that out to the side. We'll just say that that's rubbish, um, to use your phrase. Uh, but I, I would ask people. I would ask people, and I would say, you know, what do you think about this? And they would say, well, well, what do you want to do with your life? And I would say, ministry, obviously. And they would say, well, what she want to do with her life? it's like ministry and like love God. And it might look a little different, but that's like really what we're but. And so like, wouldn't it make sense of God to pair you with someone who like, that is, that is the heartbeat. Like that's the, that's the goal. That's the, like, it would only make sense. And so I just, to make a long answer short, I just really believe that God speaks through people. And if there's people in your life who will like look at situations and survey situations in your life and speak either confirmation or speak, um, sometimes a word of warning. Cause I've had that too. I've had people in my life say, uh, no, I, I don't know what you think you heard from God, but that doesn't check out with me. Uh, and that doesn't check out with what the Bible says. And that doesn't check out with what common sense says. That just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, I've had, I've, I've probably had more of those and I've had the the former of like people giving confirmation, and that's just because I think I've had really great people in my life who are willing to tell me I'm wrong, who are willing to tell me I'm not seeing things the right way, uh, but also people who love me and care about me and have my best interests in mind. And um, I think that that's just like been the biggest thing for me. And then to add to that, I think that just in my own life, learning to trust how the Holy Spirit speaks to me, because He speaks to Chelsea differently than He speaks to me. He speaks to my gut. Oh, if I feel like something, if I feel like a a deep conviction, like in my gut. Yeah. That's like usually, um, the spirit. Cause everything I've figured out, like everything that I want to do is all start. It all starts like cerebrally. It all starts in my head. And so if I'm like cooking up situations in my, in my head or like thinking about like step one, to step four to step eight, um, usually that's just me trying to manufacture and create something. And, um, even this week. At this table, as a matter of fact, there was something I was like wrestling with, and my mind was saying, Hey, you know, Chelsea probably doesn't care about that. Like, it's probably not worth her time. Um, it's kind of embarrassing. You probably like shouldn't. You probably just shouldn't like even bother with it. And then the Holy Spirit is just like, just given me conviction, like in my guts, like you, I'm not, I'm not asking you, like I'm telling like you need to, like, you need to share that. Like you need to tell Chelsea that. And so I did. And it turned out to be like one of the greatest conversations we've had probably like in the last year. And so I just like think learning how the spirit speaks to you, learning to lean into that, learning to trust him and be obedient to it. And then having like the supplementary stuff of people speaking into your life and like, what does scripture say? Um, I think it's pretty hard to get wrong when you've got all that stuff coinciding and working together. I mean, I really do think that that's, I really do think that that's what, um, scripture speaks to and, um, and encourages us to.
0: Yeah. Jay, I'm curious, like, what is that like for you? I know you barely get the conversation turned back on you, but I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I know you asked the question for us, but, um, are you in the process of discerning that or or is there a certain way that you feel the Lord speaks to you pretty directly?
2: Uh, for me it's very similar to Nick uh, it's okay. uh, I feel it in my gut most of the time and usually when I don't listen to what my gut's telling me the results end up far worse than mm-hmm. if if I had have listened to my gut So I only I think it was 2019 that was a crazy year for myself um mm. to go through hell and back and but that was like ultimately i think it was god's leading in in for me to actually listen to his voice which was from my gut because i know yeah. my my brain the way it works it overthinks thing, it overthink thinks things very very easily so i've got to be more mindful at the same time of listening and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but then also going to people that I love and I trust that are also godly as well. And then God also uses, I've noticed in recent times, he also uses unsaved people to sort of give us a little bit of a nudge, give us a little bit of a a hint. It doesn't mean that he can't use um, Mm -hmm. unsaved people. Like for example, uh, in me recently, like this happened last year around uh, September, October time. so I, I was thinking about my next course of action for my life in in terms of my career, and I had the thought pop up in my brain of becoming a therapist and what that would actually look like. But with most things, I was sort of nervous and scared and you know natural emotions and natural feelings you you get with a huge life decision like that. And then I was actually speaking with someone who's not a Christian, but happens to be a therapist. And at the end of the conversation, she said to me, Jay, have you ever thought about becoming a therapist? And I was like, Oh, um, yes, I have actually did not expect that at all. Right. And that was in October and she's a really, really well-known therapist. So having her, she's experienced as well. So having her experience and her understanding to say, Jay, I can sense something within you that Mm -hmm. I didn't really sense that much up until that point. And then once she said it, I really started thinking and praying about it even more. And then Mm -hmm. it was as if God was showing me even more through people that were saved, people that weren't like, and, and more therapists like Jay,
1: One size fits all seems like a good idea
3: for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Have you thought about being a therapist? It was like a question, right? Wow. Have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? It kept popping up. And I'm like, okay, there's definitely something in this because it's been mentioned to me 10 times now. (laughs) So if if I'm ignoring it 10 times in a row, something's wrong with me, but I'm glad Mm. that I didn't ignore that wisdom. And it just, it gave me when I chose to sort of pull the trigger using a phrase that you guys have quite often, pull the trigger (laughs) on things when I did finally make that decision, I felt that peace within my gut, like it is the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. all the fear that I had before was now gone. Wow. So hopefully that yeah. helped answer your question in a roundabout way too.
3: No, that wasn't a roundabout. That was very direct. I thought that was a fantastic answer. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that too about the repetition. Like the spirit is just going to keep knocking. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> is just going to keep knocking. Then the more you ignore it, the more he's going to knock. And, uh, I I felt that same thing. You remember the other day in I the mean, conversation? Anyway.
0: Sometimes he's like, I told you way too much. I'm going to be silent now just see what you do <laughs> well, with it. For me,
3: I'm super hard headed. And so the spirit's like, I'm going to just keep knocking. Because eventually you're going to listen to me. Because you have a as your
1: wife. Yeah. Well, well
3: you, remember, you remember we were sitting right at this table the other day and I told you, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been telling me this for weeks. And I've just kind of been like, no, nah, I don't. Yeah. You remember that?
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I mean, that's just, that's, that's always been true for me. Like that has always been true for me, and I, I I like to believe that I'm getting to the place in life where
0: I'm praying like, for it to speed
3: listening up. Listening to the spirit like speeds up <laughs> for me, and it progressively has. That's that's a good thing. Um, But patience, Charles, I, I just I just see I just have noticed like the spirit will just speak and he'll leave it there and he'll just wait and he's gonna see what you're gonna do. He's like, okay, you didn't listen. All right, let's try again. And <laughs> he's again. just so patient. He's just so patient like that. So at least that's the case for me.
2: Now I'm still learning ultimately all these things when it comes to the right woman, because in Mm my dating life, it hasn't really worked out the way I anticipated that it would. Maybe I'm just looking in all the wrong places. I don't know. I thought the last one that I was with was the one because I I wanted to be with her for the rest of my life. But you know, you have all these other uh, things that come up as a result of it. So you know, I thought that that was the right way to go, but it ended up being not the case. So I guess it's like, Uh all right, how do you distinguish between, all right, this is what the man wants. This is what the female wants. They've got to come together. But if one wants something completely different, then how do you know that it's still the right one, so to speak? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'll use my last relationship before Nick as an example, because... Uh, that whole relationship, I definitely could say that I saw myself uh, marrying that guy. And he's a great, incredible guy, you know, like, I'm not gonna say that the the guys I've dated in my past were like terrible men, you know, because there's really great humans out there. And and mm-hmm. I think you would probably say the same thing about, you know, the last woman that you date, dated, that, you know, she's an amazing woman. And um, I just remember, it's it's so interesting, like, there was almost like no reason, like logically, that I knew to break up with him other than like the Lord literally told me to. And it broke my heart in, in a sense of like, wow, this is what I had planned and thought that.
2: It didn't break mine. <laughs> yeah, of course not, Nick. <laughs> you were oh. the blessed one later on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but... I was just so confused in the moment. Like, God, why would you take this, you know, relationship from me whenever, you know, I had made all these plans and we were dating long distance, you know, this guy too. And, um, eventually we would, you know, make plans to be in the same state. And, um, and I just had to trust in that moment that even though it didn't make sense to me, like logically and that, um, you know, I could make a pros and cons list and try to rationalize it all. And, and everything. Um, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, like if God wanted me with somebody, or if I was in the right relationship, both of us would have peace. We would move forward in like unity and, um, and like clear direction of like where God is taking us like as a couple. And so I just had to trust that at the moment that like, even though that was a good relationship, God had something greater. And, um, I'm just so grateful that like in the moment I uh, just like trusted that, even though I was like crying a lot and seeking advice. And I even delayed the breakup like a whole month because I wanted to let him know that I'm really thinking about this decision, but it really put me tor- through torture. Cause I knew at the moment that I broke up with him, that like it, it wasn't going to work out, but I was so afraid of, conflict and of disappointing him that I prolonged the process and I wish I wouldn't have done that. But, um, yeah, to, to say like, you know, to, to have clarity on both ends, I think that's huge. I think if somebody's going in one direction and you're going in the other, then you have to trust in the end. And even if you do break up that the Lord is so sovereign that he's going to bring you two back together, if that's his plan, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And just trusting that is like, just brings so much calmness and clarity.
3: Which we have seen. We have friends right now. One of your best friends, as a matter of fact. Uh, She was, she and this guy were dating. Won't share their names for obvious reasons. Um, But she and this guy were dating and they broke up. No, not
0: only did they break up. They were on a trip together where uh, he was planning on proposing. But then on that trip, he got really cold feet and was just really scared of commitment and um ended up like breaking up with her even dating somebody else and like distancing himself for months like i think like seven months and she
3: was good she
0: was so upset like just her world felt flipped upside down because she knew that that was her husband and he didn't know that at the time like he didn't have that same like connection and clarity um but God was faithful and brought them back together. And like, she even had dreams about that and, uh, prayed about it. Yeah. yeah. And, so uh, every and, story is different. And
3: I've told people this all the time. I tell young guys this all the time because they're like, what
0: the break up with my,
3: and I'm just like, then do it. And if God, if we really trust God that he is sovereign and good and has our best interest in mind, if God has predetermined from the foundations of the earth before you were even formed or born that you and this woman or you and this man were supposed to be together, then do you not trust him to actually get you through to seeing that in its finality? And, uh, and I've witnessed that go both ways. I've witnessed that be an opportunity for both people to, uh, separate, grow, mature, and end up marrying amazing people individually. And then I've witnessed that, uh, on the other hand, which is what we just talked about of of a couple separating. And then they both just grow as people, mature, heal. Mm I think is a big one. We don't talk a lot uh, about.
1: Because
0: the the original relationship that they had. And
3: then they come back together Mm -hmm. and get married.
0: Yeah. I would, I would say, you know, with her as an example, I think the first part of their relationship, they were looking for every single need that they had to be met in each other and kind of relying on one another, kind of like a codependency sort of relationship. Um, Whereas when they got back together the second time, they were healthy. They had literal conviction from God that this is the way we were to do our relationship moving forward. And the way that we were doing it was not working. So,
3: so I would, yeah. So in short, so, boil it all back down I, I hate uh i hate leaving open ends or things open-ended i like a nice sealed up answer concise so yeah. to seal up this answer i think that if a couple exists right now going sort of in uh two different directions slowly i think that's okay it could, be because I think that no matter what happens on the other side of it, it is going to be for the good, whether that is, Hey, we're separating for a reason because I'm meant to go this way and you're meant to go that way. And if I stay too long holding on to you, then I could be holding you back from what God has for you. And you could also conversely be holding me back from what God has for me. So my best interest, if I truly love you and care about you is to actually let you go and yeah. um, And then the other thing is, is also true is that sometimes you'll separate and then you'll come back together again. And uh, sometimes God wants to take us on an individual journey to grow us and to stretch us and to have us rely on him and then bring us back together again, as we can give more glory uh, to him together than we ever could apart. And so both things can be true at once. But yeah, if there's that separation that's happening, no matter what happens on the other side of that separation uh, is going to be for the good.
2: Yeah, I didn't expect my relationship to end if I'm being completely honest. Um, sure. And yeah. when it did happen, I was sort of like, well, why is this happening? But I guess now I'm sort of in the stage of trying, trying to accept that it has happened and I know that God is, is obviously sovereign and he knows what he's doing in the end and i know that for a period of time it is ultimately going to hurt you yeah. allow it to hurt but then you you pick yourself back up and then you move forward and then you allow yourself to be open for god's best and mm-hmm. you got to be sensitive to that knowing that it is god's best for you and and why settle for the good when you've got the great right beside you just waiting for you um mm which I, I kind of loved how you, you mentioned that, Chelsea. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I know that in whatever uh, stage of life a person is at, whether or not they are in a relationship and they feel like they're with someone that is good and not great and they're, they're waiting to um, break up with them or, or whatever it is. I'm, I'm not going to tell people to do things anyway, but yeah, I'll just say be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, um, if you are a Christian, that is, and if you're not, get saved, <laughs> um, amen. But, Just awesome. but yeah, I mean, it, it is Romans 10, Romans 10, that's right. But the, it's like the whole thing of um, commitment, I think, wrapping up this kind this conversation because I know it's getting a bit late for you guys at the moment, <laughs> the whole Uh, topic of commitment, which is a huge thing, like understanding, look, marriage is no small thing. You're going to be with this person for the rest of your life. you got to know that they're the right one for you. you got to make sure that you want to commit to this person every single day in your life. So Mm -hmm. for you, Nick, and for you, Chelsea, how did you get to that place of, okay, I want to commit? And what does full commitment truly look like?
3: It's not a loaded question at all.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go first because you've been answering first a lot.
2: Yeah, that's fine. If you want to, <laughs> we'll let Sorry. the woman lead first. I'm just top. gonna
0: get all our coughs out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
3: Seriously.
0: Nah. Yeah. Get it out. Anyway. Okay. So as far as commitment goes, I think. I never thought I would be married so young. I'll just be honest. I thought that, you know, I would get married in my middle, late 20s and find that person around then after I had already settled my career and everything. And so I think like the key to just like true commitment is even evaluating if in the past, like you've had commitment issues. Like if you survey the relationships that you've had, um, previously or maybe you, you don't have any experience in that um because you've been so serious about like when I get with that right person I'm going to be committed to them um then I would just say like just being open as like if you're a, a well-rounded person that believes that the Lord has his best for you and and you start to have clarity about a relationship um I think that assurance really provides for you almost like this, like knowing like deep down that this person I'm committing to for the rest of my life. Does that make any sense? Like it's, it didn't
3: make sense to me. If I'm honest,
0: it's like, you know, that it is worth committing day in, day out, no matter how you feel. Um, cause we live in a very feelings based society and generation where it's like, you know, however you make me feel, if you make me feel good, then I'll commit to you. Um, it's very transactional, but we know that even the message of of Jesus is, is opposite in the way that he calls us into relationship and just to live our lives. And, um, so one of the things that we've just even learned in relationship is like, even though you really tick me off, sometimes I'm committed to you and to this journey, you know, together and, um, I was so grateful, even in the early stages of our our relationship, that I had experienced some men that were just, you know, they would date other women while they were dating me and um, were just really wishy-washy with, like, how they communicated with me and, and, you know, sharing their feelings. And I knew whenever I would get to, like, get serious about relationships one day because I was a teenager at this time. That I would never want somebody that wasn't super sure about me, and I think when you find one that's like that, you want to keep them. It's like it's so hard not not to 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 stay. Yeah.
2: So
1: it's more. I know that's choice.
0: Yeah.
2: Regardless of whatever you guys end up going through, good Mm -hmm. or bad, you are making that choice every single day, despite feelings to yeah. remain with that person to be faithful to them because you know that it's just feelings are fickle but the commitment remains mm-hmm. strong and firm for the rest of your life if you choose to essentially yeah. and mm-hmm. having God as the bedrock of all that
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean there's even been you know arguments that we've had where the feelings feel so intense that you're like how do you even want to like stay with me right now? Cause I'm being ridiculous or you're being ridiculous, you know? But then one thing that I just think is so revolutionary and just insane about um, having a, a Christian marriage is that like, no matter like how we feel and what we go through, it's like that verse that talks about a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Like knowing that we have unity in the Holy spirit and in our marriage it like, we're always like drawn back to each other. And um, that moment of just reconciliation, I feel like is even more sweet in those moments because uh, it's not just us reconciling for ourselves. It's like our marriage is displaying something. Our marriage is going to affect our son. Our marriage is going to, Mm -hmm. you know, have way more of like an impact on those around us than just, you know, we're just married for our own fulfillment you know? And so I think it's just so much bigger than us.
3: Yeah. And I'll, I'll try to make my answer as short as possible. Really? Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to start off in a different direction. Oh, Uh, I love football a lot. Love college football a lot. I'm a big, loud, proud Florida Gator fan. Uh, And for anyone who has followed us, followed me, they will say amen to that. And uh, one of the things in college football that is so interesting is the acquisition of new players. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that schools acquire new players is that they will, uh, quote unquote, recruit uh, different players to come and play for their school. Look at all these new facilities we have. This is where you'll live. This is our stadium. Um, Now money is becoming a thing. So here's our NIL package. Here's our name, image, likeness package that we have for you. And so in essence, these recruits are seeing what this school has to offer. And then they'll gauge and they'll survey all these different schools. And then they'll make a choice to commit based on whatever school fits their fancy the best. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing I've noticed over the years of following in uh, college football recruiting is that kids will commit and then decommit and then commit the next day to a different school just because they came with a bigger check or they bought my mom a new car. Seriously, this stuff really happens. Um, and the, the word in a sense loses its meaning because if you can commit and then just decommit,
0: what are you committing what, to <laughs> what's the
3: whole point to begin with? What did you ever commit to to begin with? And so uh but one one alternative that I've noticed is that the the young players who commit to a school and stay committed and never waver a hunch like a, an inch, no matter what school is coming with a lot more money or with a better like starting time or anything like that. Um, those are the players who looked at the program and they said, Okay. They have these primary things that are the most important to me. And uh, it doesn't matter what other school comes. This is exactly like this is the big ticket items for me. Um, And it doesn't matter who else has whatever to offer. I see what I want and I'm going to commit to that no matter what. And so I think, you know, that might be a very silly analogy, but as it translates to relationships, I think that you have to know what are those big ticket things that like, man, this is a non-negotiable for me. Um, and I had those and to be really honest with you, they were, um, they were really, really high standards that I had in a woman. Um, I didn't just want it. Like, you know, we make the joke. Like I had such high standards that I had to go across the country to find my wife. Um, Nobody in my, (laughs) nobody in my town could do it. Nobody in my county could do it. Nobody in my city could do it. Nobody in the state could do it. Nobody in the region. And and so um, like literally had to go across the country. And so I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I would say like, wait, it is so much better to wait until you found someone, um, that God has put in front of you who actually meets those like non-negotiables that you have. And then on the commitment side of things, um, I think that understanding what commitment actually is in its fullest extent, rather than I'm just going to go where the wind blows based on how I feel, like you make me feel really great so as a transaction i'm going to commit to you for now uh but that could always that could always go by the wayside if you make me feel different and so it's like a it's like a give and it's a take uh, but i think that when two people kind of get past all that immaturity of saying um or really when they when they just pass all together the immaturity of saying uh like I'll, I'll be committed as long as, you know, we make one another feel great. Um, and they just say, Hey, this is what I see in you. This is what I see that we could be together. Uh, I want to commit to you and I'm going to ask that you would commit to me and we're going to run this race together and we're going to be ferocious in it. And we're going to not only commit to one another, but we're going to hold, to these values and it's not like we're making this new code of ethics as we go into this marriage this is already the character that we've displayed for a long time and so this is just who we are and so when we carry this per, when we carry this character and this integrity and like this is the kind of people that we are you can trust what we say we're going to be good to our word we're going to be kind to one another we're not going to do people the wrong way um And then you two come together and commit to one another and draw a line in the sand and say, we're getting on this side of this line and we're not going back. And we're, we're determined to come hell or high water to work it out one way or the other. Uh, Should we have fights, disagreements, arguments, whatever may happen, we're going to work it out. Cause if you leave, I'm going with you. Um, when there's that kind of attitude around it, when there's that kind of seriousness about the commitment, then I think that that's like a whole nother territory than just like, Well, Johnny didn't buy my dinner. So, like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can keep going with him because, like, he must be broke. Like, when there's that kind of attitude around (laughs) it, it's just like, this is a waste of time. So, that would be so much. That would be, that would be like my really long, short answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Breach, my man. Well done to both of you for answering that question. I know it's not an easy question to actually answer. Mm -hmm. But I also liked how Nick, you you spoke about those non-negotiables. And in other words, being picky to the point of this is what I want, I know what I want, and not settling for less than what you want, mm. essentially. Yeah. And if you cannot settle for less than what you want, and you get exactly what you want in that that woman, because no one's actually perfect. So, but if you can have, if God does provide you with all those things. Then it becomes a little bit easier for you to actually say, all right, every single day I know I can make the choice to be with this person. And yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah.
3: And and That's just to add a touch of clarity, just for the sake of not being vain, um, I'm not talking about a blondie who's 5'11 with a Ferrari. No, no, I no. mean, I'm more, talking more about. Like, than I'm, that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean like, does she have real integrity? Um, does she follow up on what she says that she's going to do? How does she treat people in her life that you know could test like be a testament to that? Is she consistent? Um, is she lazy? Is she not lazy? Does she work hard? Does she get up every day and get after it? Um, and then there's the other stuff like is she ambitious? Uh, like the, the you know is she interested in maybe these kinds of things? And you know there's all that stuff that's kind of subjective. You know the further down you go. But man, I think that we I kind of have it backwards. I think we focus way too much on the stuff that's like, yeah, it's somewhat important, I guess. But then like number 14 on the list is like, oh, is she a person of character? It's like, eh, kinda. She was like she was like she went on a date on Saturday with one guy and then on Sunday uh morning was at brunch with another guy. And, you know, neither one of them knows like Dude, that stuff happens all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean that's Don't like we sit it. here and
3: we sit here and chuckle about it, but I mean that stuff is common. Yeah, like really common. And so we we just have to we just have to recalibrate and reprioritize what it is that matters and seek that out and pray for that. Pray that God would give us eyes to see that. And man, when we find it, man, you better be like a lion on a blood trail. I mean, just go after it with race with kindness. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't be strange. Um, but pursue it, pursue it with a humble heart, pursue it with humility. Um, and and man, I think that I I really believe scripture that like God will prepare you in such a way that he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so if you're seeking things that honor the Lord, wouldn't the Lord be so inclined to, to bestow upon you such a gift? Um, and so that, yeah, man, that would, that would just be, you know, my thoughts on it. And, um, I just really want to see our culture shift back to prioritizing the right things. I mean, the greatest gen and, you know, all those generations back then, like they, I think had a more calibrated outlook on this, but now we're just so worried about the flash and the money and the following and the this and the that, that all the other stuff is just kind of gone by the, gone by the wayside.
2: And these, these day and age as well, like you don't know who that other person is actually talking to behind the scenes as well. Like They could be talking to you and being interested in you and leading you on. And then they could be talking to someone else on the side as well. So I think if you go, all right, character is important, but it's not as important as if they've got blue eyes. So I'm going to cancel out, okay, they don't have blue eyes, but they've got good character, but, you know, vice versa, so to speak. Like they're they're picky about the things that don't really necessarily matter too much. Now, if you get everything on your list, and I mean the, the fickle things and the actual deep things, then fantastic. That that's like, you know, uh, winning, winning the gold lottery almost, Um, except that it has more value than the gold lottery. (laughs) Um, But I want to. This is my final question for you guys. I know I'm running a bit late, but uh, I did want to make mention of this because it is a big topic for Christians and and couples and preparing themselves for marriage. And it is a, it is a the big thing, intimacy before marriage. So, Mm -hmm. kissing, touching, even going beyond all that, yes or no, or what's your advice on that front?
3: Yeah, I will not personally give you a yes or no um, either way, because I'll just be honest. I think really every couple is different kind of in their own regard. Um, I've got some couples who I deeply love and uh, care a lot for, and they have made a covenant to one another and to God that they will not kiss or do anything more than hug. Um, before marriage and and i think that that's incredible and honestly i would probably like err on that side i would err on the side of caution more than i would err on the side of like liberalism as it pertains to intimacy and sexuality uh, did chelsea and i kiss before we got married yeah too we much did. we did um <laughs> <Too much. laughs> did we, did we have sex before we got married no we did not And, uh, do I think that that is biblical? Yes, I do. Very loud, proud, unapologetic. You, you cannot convince me, uh, otherwise. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, word of like wisdom just from a brother, I think that our culture has become really sexualized.
1: And I think that
3: we have, um, we have in a lot of ways due to the rise of pornography due to the rise of um, just explicit movie culture that is just a like one never have never will watch Game of Thrones got good friends of mine good, good friends who I, who I would go to church with like yeah bro you need to go on Game of Thrones and we sit and we're like four minutes in I'm just like bro what? how are yeah, you just I... watching
2: this
3: what yeah. are you doing what? No, like, like I'm offended like what are you doing Like, are you, are you out of your mind? And so like all that to say, like we've become so numb to a hyper sexualized culture that now the baseline has changed so much from what it was 50 years ago that like what was absolutely explicit, like off the table, not even in the realm of not even in the next 5,000 realms of possibility back then now is like, oh yeah, bro, that's normal. Yeah. Like, what are you, like, what are you tripping about? It's like, everybody's doing it. And because everybody's doing it, it's fine that, so to speak. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't want, um, I know I'm running long. Well, I, I just, I just, I I just don't, I know I'm, I'm going to let you, I just don't want, I, I'm just speaking specific to guys right yeah. now. Yeah. I just don't want like young dudes to get trapped in the, in the, in the mindset that like, oh, because everybody else is doing it or because it's in the movies uh, or whatever, that like it's fine for me too. Yep. Man, that's how you get bit. Mm -hmm. That is how you get bit. That's how you get in a nasty, 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 nasty situation uh, that you will have a lot of regret from. And listen, from someone who has lived in sexual sin, from someone who has um, had a lot of hurt from sexual sin, uh, a lot of regret from sexual sin. I can tell you with assurance, it is not worth it. It is never worth it. Waldo.
2: <laughs> hey, buddy.
3: Hey, buddy. As people
2: are listening, Waldo's a dog and a beautiful yes, dog. Waldo,
3: Waldo is my beautiful golden retriever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just a word of caution. I think I would give to young guys is I, I would err on the side of being conservative when it comes to all that. I know that in like your dating mind, you know, to kiss a girl is like the greatest thing that God ever made. But I'll just tell you something and I'll just be really straight up with you going into your wedding day, knowing that you honored God and that you were faithful and that you took care of the woman that he provided you and that uh, she can stand before you on her wedding day, spotless and without blemish uh, because you cared enough and you were strong enough as a leader to lead the relationship in the right way and in the right facet, man, that that is way, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. And uh, and I, I just really want to encourage guys in that. Cause I don't know if I don't know if enough young guys are hearing that. I think that they hear it from their youth faster, like, yeah, I don't have sex. Yeah, I don't watch porn, yeah, I don't do that, whatever. There's never like a reason. Yeah. there's never like a so reason same, behind it.
2: It's the exact yeah. same way growing up, man. So yeah. I, I hear you loud and clear, and I'm with you on that. Chelsea, how about you?
0: Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll just share a real life example. Um, I see a few groups of, of women, not a few groups, like one group of women every single week. And there's usually different ones that kind of come in and and we all like worship and pray together. And, uh, one girl felt like safe to just share that her and her boyfriend, um, had been together for not even really long. She's actually, um, an ex-Muslim and recently became a Christian and, you know, is in just a really interesting place where she doesn't have any family here. And, and she had a, a living situation where, um, you know, she ended up living with her boyfriend's family. And so there was a lot of temptation there and she ended up, um, you know, having sex with him and she felt a lot of like regret and remorse about it. But we were just trying to encourage her that like, God redeems, like, everything, and that um, even though she had made a decision that, like, she thought that she would wait for, that um, there is so much in, like, making a choice now and even, like, confessing to other sisters, like, other, you know, girls that really care about her and and just praying um, that they, they would even set up, like, boundaries in their life to where, you know, when they do get married, they'll be able to just have so much, like, freedom and like weight lifted off, um, from just knowing that even though the enemy tried to tempt them and and keep them in that place where like, Oh, you already did it. So just, you know, just who cares anymore, you know, just live in it. Um, and you know, the enemy will do that with porn. He'll do that with, um, just addiction and all fronts and, and even just the, the mindsets that we have sometimes. So we just have to shut him up honestly and say, you have no place in my life. I am, you know, chosen, I, I have authority over this and it does not control me. Um, and I wish we would have like set up even more, you know, kind of boundaries to where, you know, late at night, we, we wouldn't be alone together. You know, we would be around more people more frequently and then honestly have no shame in getting married sooner than everybody else wanted you to sometimes, you know, like there's nothing wrong with, if you know, like get married. Why not? Yeah. yeah.
3: You know? And and hey, just one last thing um I want to mention before we call it quits on the podcast is that anybody who like has made a mistake or anyone who like has blown it, has gone to hey, I'm right there with you. Like I'm the first one. I'm I'm very unapologetic about this in the book. I did not show up to my wedding day as a virgin. And I have no shame in saying that because God has fully redeemed me. I'm not the same as I was then. Um and the Bible would go as far to say as I'm not even the same. Preacher. I'm not even the same person that I was, uh, for the old has, uh, for the oldest passed away, behold, the new has come. And so I just, I don't want you to hear this conversation and be like, man, that's cool for them. But like, I've already yeah. messed up. Like I've already blown it. So I guess I'm just, you know, I guess I'm just second best or like I'm wasted goods. Uh, like that is, that is so not true. Like you were, if you knew, if you knew how precious you were in the sight of God, like you would just, you know, I don't know what you do, but, um, very, this yeah. could be a whole it's
0: separate a- podcast. Yeah. yeah. We okay. could talk about that, that alone for probably like three hours. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah. I just, yeah. I just really don't want you to walk away from this feeling like shame or like, you know, we're putting you down or something like that. Like, man, we have all made mistakes. We've all blown it. Christ redeems, lean into that, uh, walk a new path, you know, tomorrow than you did today. And, um, and, and just make that, make that, you know, what's normal to yeah. you. Um, you don't have to stay where you're at. You don't have to stay in sin. You don't have to stay in bondage anymore. The Holy Spirit offers freedom. Um, Jesus says that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible also says where the truth is, um, there's freedom uh, for you will know the truth and it'll set you free. And so in short, Jesus can set you free. The Holy Spirit can set you free. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you can hear all this wisdom Take good tips, but until the Holy Spirit has gotten a hold of your heart, it's all just good information. Yeah. Uh and I, listen, I don't care if you buy the book. I <laughs> I, I could not care less if you buy the right, book. Man, I, I hope anymore. you buy
2: the book. <laughs> if you hope I hey,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, Zonerman team. Yeah, sorry. Um, do I hope you buy the book? Sure. But I care way more about your heart. Um, and you knowing God's love and kindness. That he is extending towards you even now a lot more than I care about you um buying my book. So I just hope listeners know that God loves you, um, that we love you. And uh, and that, you know, you're never too far gone, you're never too far away from grace or to be redeemed. And um, and yeah, we just pray for your relationship. We pray for your singleness or dating or wherever you're at now. Um yeah, we just hope you see the kindness of God is with you and he's extending that towards you
2: well i'm with you uh nick and thank you for sharing uh so vulnerably and so honestly same for you chelsea as well uh it's never an easy thing to do i know especially like something that a lot of people especially in christian circles can make quite shameful for a lot of people Mm -hmm. which shouldn't be the Mm -hmm. case but i am grateful for your transparency today and for this Mm. great conversation i know we could have gone a lot longer yeah maybe have to have (laughs) you back on for a a part two at some point but their book is called marriage minded 10 ways to know if you found the one go and get it i'll I'll plug it more than than nick will (laughs) 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 sorry mate um but yeah go and get it i'll make sure it's in the the links below but Nick and Chelsea, thank you so much for your time today, your wisdom, your advice, and for joining me on the Storybox podcast. Of course.
3: Thanks, Jay. It was an honor.